Welcome to New Hope's Sermon of the Week. We pray that you would be blessed and encouraged by this week's message. It's always good to be together. If uh, this time of year you have to grab the opportunity because everybody will begin to start traveling and do family things. So Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Um, we we got to talk a little bit about the weather. It's been incredible, right? So just remember, watch that complaining heart. Because when we, we, we are eventually going to get snow. But it, we haven't got no snow. It's a mid, mid-December. We had snow. No, I'm talking about snow. <laughs> Not like a, a day of snow. We're talking weeks and months of snow. Yeah. Uh, we were not here for Thanksgiving. But it's been so good. The, the, I, I know this is, you know, kind of like, but it's, I think the older you get, though, you, you kind of like it warmer. Is that true? Just walking out of the house and shoveling the driveway and the car and the traffic. So it's, it feels really good. Feels good. Feels good. How many of us are very aware, and I, and I know that it's something we have to talk about, but as we live our lives on planet Earth, we know that our battle is not against flesh and blood. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's always really important to recognize that because on the scope of the world and news and everything that's happening, Sometimes we tend to put people against people, religion against religion, cultures against cultures, nations against nations, right? But we have to understand the reality is that there are spiritual forces in high places, strongholds, which are mindsets that capture and corrupt people's hearts through this principalities and powers. So our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities in high places. And since Jesus came, you know, love came down and Jesus came as a promise. And I believe with all my heart that since from the beginning when he came, from his birth, that the Bible clearly teaches that the advancement of his kingdom, heaven came down, love came down, the process began. The process began. And in our world today, um, as I was praying even this morning... I felt like, you know, we need to talk about these things just to get them out there and and understand in the spirit. So here we are, 2015, December. The world wants to celebrate Jesus. And then the enemy's tactic is fear is released on the earth through terror, through terrorism, through an ugly spirit. I mean, let's be real here. I can't, I can't, have a conversation with anybody who would sympathize with the spirit of jihad, right? It's an evil, horrible, murderous, vile, wicked spirit, is it not? Yes. So it's, been, it's being released. And I had a really great opportunity to connect with somebody recently, and they were distraught. Their heart was troubled. And we began to dialogue about this. And it's just, you know, I don't know if we want to call attention or just a spiritual reality of an advancing kingdom on the earth and still remnants of the devil's stronghold on planet earth. But we contend and we go after things and we see and we recognize, I was with this person and they literally burst into tears when I said this. I said, sometimes, you know, it's that idea, Jonathan painted this picture in the Art of Revelation where we look at a speck 
And we look at one little thing, but we have to back up, right? We have to back up and get a big picture of what is God doing on the whole planet. We can't just focus on one act of terrorism by two people that were completely deceived and caught off and their hearts became wicked and they they did an evil, horrible, to me, the most cowardly act, right? Few people. So I said, what if, I said, do you understand that if the presence of the living God, which is manifested in his people now, we are the temples, we are the carriers of his presence, if for a moment planet Earth if, we, if the presence of the living God was literally sucked off planet Earth, then you would see chaos. Then you would see turmoil beyond turmoil. You'd see the domain of darkness operating with no restraints. But there are 7 billion plus, 7 billion plus people on planet Earth. And through our media and through CNN and through digital 24-hour news networks, when two people do a horrific act, and it's horrific, it makes the headlines, right? And I know in our hearts, fear is released into the hearts of all people. Unbelievers, believers, people from different religions and groups and ethnic groups and tribes and nations. So let's just be aware of that. We're going to take about a minute here. Just I'm going to lead, but just join me in agreement on something. Because corporately we're going to pray for that spirit of fear that wants to captivate you and paralyze you and hinder you and even block some of our thinking and hinder some of our thinking um, because it's going to fit into the message this morning. So Holy Spirit of the living God, the Godhead is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We are very aware that our wrestle and our battles not against flesh and blood but against powers and principalities in high places. And we declare that, the, that every, it, it, Jesus' love came down to destroy the works of the devil. To destroy the manifest evil that's on the earth. And we're very aware of powers and principalities and high places. And we say every evil, ugly spirit, every demon has to bow to King Jesus. And Lord, we're aware of the suffering. We're aware of the persecution. We're aware of things that are going on that we say, no, it's not right. And Lord, we contend and we stand and we believe you for an advancement of your kingdom in every place on the planet where there are strongholds and pockets. Lord, we've talked about this the same way Saul was transformed through an encounter. We pray for every poor person who's under the spirit of that demon and the spirit of, of lies through ISIS and terrorism and false religions that God, that that ugly, evil spirit, we pray that they would be set free. They'd be delivered. They would have revelation. Their eyes would be open. They'd have a Saul, Paul experience and come to know the living God, the true God. Their hearts would not be filled with evil and disillusionment and corruptness and ugly wickedness. Lord, we have been set free and we pray for those who are in this bondage. Because it's not against flesh and blood. There's spirits operating on the earth. And Lord, we pray for every people group on the planet, for every nation. And Lord, this is an arising concern. It's a reality. Fear has been released. And we say, let the Prince of Peace, peace is a person. His name is Jesus. He is wonderful counselor, 
Almighty God, everlasting Father, you are Prince of Peace, and we ask that we would see you rule and reign on the earth. Father, we pray for any extreme conversations in either way of of people responding, people responding out of fear or reacting in in almost a counter-reaction kind of way. We say, Lord, let us stay focused. Let our hearts be set on you, the author and the king and the perfecter of our faith. Let us know that as believers in you, Jesus Christ, we are ambassadors of love. We have an assignment. We have a, a mission. We get to represent that which is in heaven on the earth, praying, declaring, releasing your presence, overcoming evil with good. And we pray that now in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray that anybody here who has been literally captivated recently of the events that are happening, that today you'd set their hearts free, that they would understand more fully that you are King Jesus. And you are working, and we're not in denial, and we're not naive about what's happening. But Lord, we want a big picture understanding of the kingdom of God on earth. And Lord, let us continue. I pray that all of us here who are hearing my voice, Lord, even through this December, to Chris, you know, there's just a a renewed desire and Holy Spirit for prayer, to pray and to intercede on behalf to see these strongholds broken down and bow to Jesus. Amen? Amen? Amen. How many of you know we have to have a heart check? You know, when... Anybody go to the chiropractor? How many little chiropractors? I've never been to the chiropractor. I, I, I think I want to go, though. I think I want to go. Because, you know, sometimes things just get out of line. But Wanda, Wanda has literally got his used chiropractors to heal her body. Because your body gets oh, out of whack a little bit. Joints get moved, knees, backs. And the chiropractor puts you on that table. Right? Does your neck. And all of a sudden, you're, you're in alignment. You're in alignment. I think today the Lord wants to do a little bit of alignment, a little bit of aligning. He wants to do some alignment. And guess where it begins? Right here, in our hearts. In our hearts, I saw a simple picture on Facebook. And how many of you do know that's so true that a picture does what? Speak a thousand words. And this little picture... I call it stealing. Is that, is that private? What are you you're just borrowing? I don't know. You're sharing. You're sh- I feel I, maybe my little, my, my little other side likes to know that I'm stealing that picture. No. But I, I'm, I'm sharing. But you know how you take your little phone? I'm still doing it the old-fashioned way where you got to hit two buttons. And finally somebody told me you could hit your thing. Just share a picture. So the minute I saw it, I shared it. I edited it. You know, I kind of cropped it nice. And I want you to put that little picture up. Because to me, this little picture spoke a thousand words. Now, in this little picture, that was me. You know, so now it's got to be you, right? So there's me with my little heart. Look at my beautiful Jesus. And I know this might not be the most, you know, but I like the picture. It's all I have. And he says, it's, it's, it's all I want. And we're going to leave that up for most of the message. You can just let that sit there, guys. Because this little tiny picture 
Couldn't get it out of my heart. Couldn't get it out of my mind. I was touched by this little picture. I was moved by this little picture. Kind of like when you hear Adele sing, Hello. Hello. It's me. Now, don't tell me that that doesn't move you. When Adele sings that song, if you do not know what I'm talking about, see me after the service. God moves us through music, through art, through a little tiny cartoon. But he moves our hearts. He, he talks to us. You know, God is he's emotional. He's, he's intimate. He's personal. But this little thing brought me on a little journey because I'm going to be honest with you. It hit me right where I was at. This little tiny picture. I needed a heart check. I needed a touch from Jesus, the source of all of our lives. And what better way to get ready for Christmas, what better way to get ready for Christmas and the season it brings and the interaction with people than to get a heart check with Jesus, to get a fresh touch from Jesus, a fresh experience with Jesus. The living, resurrected Jesus. Don't you love Jesus? Jesus came to earth to save us, to heal us, and to deliver us from the power of the evil one. Love came down. Love came down. John 3, 16 and 17. Still the most... We, we read this, it's the most powerful, one of the most powerful passages in all the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. There's our Jesus. Love came down to heal us, to restore us, to forgive us, to transform our lives from the inside out. Love came down to make a way to the Father. Love came down so we could be in perfect relationship with the Father through his Son. Love came down because there was going to be a new covenant between the Father and the Son. And Jesus said, I'm going to shed my blood. I'm going to give my life once and for all. Take care of sin. Deal with this issue, this separation. Now we can have access to the heart of the Father. We can have a relationship with God the Father. Love came down so we could have a new covenant, a better covenant. In this season, don't forget that you've been forgiven of all your sins that his blood was shed so that you could be forgiven, accepted, loved, born again. Because love came down, we are now accepted. We're no longer slaves, but we're sons and daughters. No more orphans, no no more rejection. Love came down to reveal the heart of the Father, his compassion, his kindness. As Steve and the worship team talked about this morning, The very goodness of God, that's who he is. Love came down so we would know the heart of the Father. And I love that Jesus came down 
to restore all that was stolen and lost. To destroy the works of the devil, everything that was lost can now be restored. Transferred. We've been transferred from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of his son. Our lives speak of the goodness of God and his transforming power. And I needed a heart check because how many of you know that life can make you forget the most simplest things? I, I, never, I never look at myself as somebody who tries to oversimplify something because I know there are issues of the heart. I know there are issues in life. I know there are issues in family relationships and, and just all the stuff that goes on in life. But the Lord really spoke to me. There are really some very simple things that if we put these things into practice, we're going to live really good lives. If we put the simple things into practice, I think they are the most profound things. And here's a simple example. This is for everybody. This is not a pastoral tool. How many of you have worked with somebody, loved somebody, wanted to help somebody get free? You want to see that person whole, and you want to see them set free. I'll tell you right now, the simplest thing, if they don't choose to forgive, they'll never be free. So I work with people, and they don't want to forgive. I go, heart, it's an issue of the heart. I can't change your heart. But if you don't forgive, I know for a fact, because it's happened to me and many others, if you don't forgive, you're not going to be healed, you're not going to be whole. Just one of the most simplest things. It's so simple, it's simple. Right? We, we were forgiven, we forgive. It's really simple. How about love? Our capacity to love. It's not depending on anything else anymore. We love because he first loved us. We love because he first loved us. We didn't initiate it. While we were yet sinners, he died for us. He demonstrated his love for us. So that 2 Corinthians 5.17, we should all know that one, we're new creations. He gave us a new heart. Do we have a wicked heart anymore when you're born again? No. You have a new heart. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. You're, we're, we're, I actually, in this little tiny picture, I felt like Jesus was looking at a little Ralphie, right? No smile or nothing on my face. He says, you know your whole journey is learning to live as a new creation. We're all learning to live as a new creation. Because I got a new heart, and sometimes my heart gets a little hard, gets a little cold, gets a little distant. And that's just, you know, living with Wanda at the house. But somebody caught the joke. No. And that's not true. That's not true at all. That's living life, right? Your heart it's a little hard, gets a little cold, gets a little distant. You know, you, gotta, you put it out there a few times, it gets kicked around. and So this issue of the heart is a big issue. But I know that if I'm connected, if I'm abiding, this is so beautiful too. You know, Jesus fills our hearts. We're going to get into this little heart thing. But we're new creation, we have a new heart. And Jesus, if, we, if you want to love and be loved, if you want to connect with Jesus... We love because he first loved us. It's an unlimited resource. He fills our hearts with love. And I believe with all my heart that 
this relationship that we have with them. Remember that the promise of fruit bearing was linked to what? Abiding. Remain in him. We're in him. He's in us. We're in the Father, this beautiful craziness of we're in each other. We're seated with him. But we are in Christ. We're rooted and grounded in his love. We have a relationship with God. We have a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's vital and alive. And he is the source of everything. So our, our fruit bearing is linked to our abiding. Yeah. Not to our works or doing. So this idea of our heart. Having a heart filled with Jesus. This 1 Samuel 16 verse 7. is just absolutely one of my favorite scriptures. 1 Samuel 16 verse 7. If, you know, it's kind of fun to share personal things as we grow and mature and develop together. But maybe a lot of you never knew this, but I felt like this was a personal anchor scripture for me when um, during my journey of being a, a laundry guy for Cintas. Now, how many of you know it's not a glamorous position? Being honest with you. Um, you know, you don't grow up thinking, can't wait to be a laundry guy. It's just, it's just not on the list, Okay. It just really isn't. Because you're going to deal with a lot of laundry, and you sort a lot of clothes, and your hands get really dirty, and you're putting on these walk-off mats that are weighed hundreds of pounds. You do develop a nice core of muscle, which is kind of nice. <laughs> but you're working your butt off, and you're blue-collar guy, and, and you're busting your butt, kind of, and you're working hard, and it wasn't like a dream when you were little. But you're doing it. You're raising a kid. And the truth was, it was a good job. I enjoyed my work. It was a good job. But you know, like when you get discouraged in the truck where you're kind of like, you're really not even making that much money, really? Because you got to work two other jobs. I think that was the indicator at the time. <laughs> to make ends meet, you got to do a part-time job. Maybe the first-time job isn't that great, but you're feeling stuck at whatever age you are because where are you going to go? Anybody else have that kind of thoughts? In 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, I felt like the Lord always spoke to me, literally in my work truck as I was sorting laundry. So you never knew that about me. Different translations, basically, just I didn't even put the reference down. But you know, the Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance. But the Lord looks at the heart. For God sees not as a man sees, for the man looks at the outward appearance, again, but the Lord looks at the heart. New King James, for the Lord does not see as a man sees, for the man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. I wanted to say it three times just so you'd get it. So no matter how I felt or how other people perceived me or saw me or valued me, didn't have a nice sports card, didn't have a fancy job, didn't wear a nice suit and tie, how many of you know that the Lord doesn't look at you like that? He doesn't look at the outward appearance, but he always looks at your heart. And he knows your heart. And he's intimately involved with you. And he loves you. And one of the most beautiful things about your heart is the heart in Scripture is the place of feelings, the will, the intellect, our mind. You know, the heart is the center of everything. It's our thoughts. I'm going to go back to Adele just to get a little silly, but I'm going to tell you what really happened to me. Wanda shared the song with me one time in our bedroom. Love Adele, by the way. I hope that doesn't bother anybody. But then I was in my car. 
song came on. You know that really cool piano? And I got it really loud because I like it loud. And I hear, hello, it's me. And it's so good. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, I, don't know, I don't know how this works, but my heart is responding. The hairs on my head go, a little chill on my body. All of a sudden, you know, it's like, it gets to that chorus part where it's just like, and I'm like, I, I feel my hands spreading in the car. And I'm like, I'm not kidding you. I am in the parking lot of Wegmans. And all of a sudden, tears are streaming down my face. And I'm going, this is amazing. She's moving my soul, my heart. How does she do this? And she's capturing my heart. Does anybody else have that little experience? Right? I mean, just like, she moves you. And she's singing it. And I bought the CD on opening day. And I'm not kidding you. I've listened to the song. I mean, talk about killing top 40 songs. Like, probably 60 times. And what's happening to me sometimes is, hello, it's me. It's not Adele anymore. It's, are you paying attention? Hello, it's me. And I'm like, oh, I need a heart check. Because am I forgetting that, that we have this intimate, beautiful relationship together? Because there's a lot of crap going on in the world and sometimes it confused and my heart's hard and you know, there's just stuff going on all the time. And he says, hello, again, it's me. Are you listening? I'm here. And I've realized it's a perp, you know, but, but that's how God talks to me. He probably talks to us in many different ways. But my heart now is becoming alive because that heart is a place of feelings and our will and our intellect and our mind, our thoughts. It's the center of everything. Does anybody want a broken heart? If we had a sale today on broken hearts, are we anybody buying? Right? I mean, broken hearts for sale. Zero sales. A divided heart. My heart's divided. How about a toxic heart? A hateful heart? An unforgiving heart? A bitter heart? An angry heart? Man, I don't want any of them hearts. But you know, I realize the Bible gives us instruction. The Bible teaches us and one of the greatest commands of the Bible, believe it or not, we're going to dig into it a little bit. Remember that alignment, getting your heart, heart check? I, I, I've, obviously, it's so simple. And the natural, we should go to the doctor to get our hearts checked, right? We've got to get our hearts checked. We've got to make sure his body's working good and blood is good and veins are good and we're eating properly and we're trying our best. Man, we've got to get a heart check. But we're going to read some scriptures about, but here's the command, guard your hearts. You know, I cannot guard Jessica's heart. It's impossible. I cannot guard Karen's heart. You are responsible for your own heart. So let's get that out of the way. I don't want a toxic heart, unhealthy heart, horrible heart. And remember that crazy scripture in Jeremiah is in the past, that he gave you a wicked heart. You're a wicked person. That, the new covenant dealt with that. He gave you a new heart. Our hearts are new. And he's, he wrote on our hearts. You know, and and he, he loved us. for. He's transforming us from the inside out in our hearts. So in these battles of life, there is no excuse in these battles of life, there's no excuse to allow your heart 
or to come in agreement with a lie about your heart, or to accept things, or to continue to live with a broken, unhealthy heart. There is no excuse. A defiled heart, a heart that's just not alive, because we are a new creation. And we are learning how to live as new creations, or new creatures. So don't slip back into old, ugly behaviors. The journey is, how are we living as a new creation? Do you know that God is so very real that he knows your current circumstances? Each one of you, as I look out, each one of us is battling something. Each one of us is going on a different journey, but the reality is God, the creator of everything we see and know, who's touched our lives, who's given us a new heart, who's forgiven our sin, all the things we talked about, he is aware of your current situation. He's very aware of your circumstances. He knows that you have heartaches. He knew, when I, when I have heartaches, he knows when he's trying to talk to me and I don't seem to be listening. And I go, hello, it's me. He's talking to me. He's getting my attention. It's so simple But in Philippians 4.4 is one of my favorite scriptures about guarding your heart. We're going to read that right now. But But let's just talk about this in a very practical way. Our hearts are the center of life. They need to be revived. They need to be refreshed. They need to be awakened. They need encounters with Jesus. Our hearts, so that they're soft and they're healed and we're whole. And we're very aware of his presence. Because he's, the Bible says that he's a very present help in time of trouble. He's not a million miles away or distant. He's just talking to us. He wants us to know he's right there. So he knows your current situation better than I do. And our hearts is the place where he wants to manifest himself. Because Jesus Christ is full of love and full of light. Again, that promise of being fruit bearers. If you abide in me and I'm in you, you'll bear much fruit. I'll even do some pruning. You're going to be a fruit bearer all the days of your life by abiding in me. Our new heart has to be guarded. Our new heart has to be guarded. That's the message today. You have a new heart. It has to be guarded It's all he wants. If you don't give it to him freely, if you don't allow him to work in your heart, no one can help you. Because together, together through brothers and sisters, counseling, friendships, so so different different vehicles, we can break that old man down, right? We can break them old habits, old ways of thinking, how that old thing wants to come back and invade our hearts. All that old junk wants to come back, but we don't have to allow it to. Philippians 4, 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made made known to God and the peace of God. Who's the Prince of Peace? Jesus. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Well, there's a responsibility to guard our hearts. Sometimes that's 
Um, this one person I was talking to, they were very upset about current issues and political issues that we're facing. And the truth is they were watching way too much CNN news, just to be honest with you. I mean, they were. Now, again, see, there's, am I saying that we're naive and we don't watch the news? No, but like, like watch, guard your heart. Are you going to watch the news like four hours a day? I mean, you're not going to feel very good. All they're highlighting is like this, you know, it's a horrible thing, you know. I mean, they got to dig, 7 billion people on planet Earth, they're digging around for like a horror story. So guard your heart on what your intake is. How much news do you watch? How much negative? If you're hanging around with negative people, how many of you know that's really true? Negative people are going to bring you down. I mean, we love that little Debbie Downer skit, Saturday Night Live, you know. You know, we're at the Christmas party and Debbie's like, wah, wah, wah. It's true. I mean, you know, you kind of hang around with Debbie Downer for about two days and you're like, listen, nobody called Debbie Downer to the party. She's full of bad news. Nothing's ever good. I mean, again, I get it. Got real issues. Got real things going on in your life. Your heart. Man, you got to guard your heart. Proverbs 4.23 is really powerful. Above all else, guard your heart above all else. Watch over your heart with all diligence. I'm reading a bunch of translations because they're all that good. Guard your heart above all else. Watch over your heart. Guard your heart. Protect your heart. Keep charge over your heart. For everything you do flows from it. The, 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 uh, the King James, keep your hearts with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Right? The issues of life, come on, the issues of life are right here in our heart. How are you reacting? How are you doing? What is going on? How is your marriage? How are your kids? How are your relationships? How is how, how's the country doing? How's the world doing? The issues of the heart flow out of our heart. And the Bible com, uh, instructs us, man, watch over your heart with all diligence. Guard your hearts. For out of it flow the issues of life. For it's the source of all life. It, detor- it determines the course of your life. Man, we got to watch over this thing. We got to protect it. So this little Facebook cartoon caught me and said, It's all I have is my heart. And right now, it wasn't really doing that great. It was troubled, it was a little hard on two sides, a little tender in the middle. My little heart wasn't doing too good. And he says, all I want is your heart. Let me breathe on your heart. Let me revive your heart. Sit with me. Talk to me. Pay, you know, we need to connect because I will breathe on your heart. And you've got to watch over your heart. You've got to watch over your heart all the time. Great care, therefore, should be taken of the heart since so much depends on it. And it is so well known to God, the searcher of it. Isn't that good? Great care, therefore, should be taken of the heart, since so much depends on it. And it is so well known to God, the searcher of it. Psalm 139, right? He knows, he knows our hearts. 
Proverbs 23, 19. Hear you, my son, and be wise and guard your heart in every way. Luke 6, 45. There's a ton of scriptures. You guys know that. There's, you can never, in a morning, be that exhaustive. But I read all of them. You know, there's a ton of neat scriptures about the heart. And, you know, we, we know that we have rivers of liver, living water in us that flow from our heart. But Luke 6.45, I think, probably says it the best. Luke 6.45. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, or the treasure that's in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Isn't that good? That's Luke 6, verse 45. The whole passage is amazing. But it's like, there's so many, and that just, that just nails it. The good man brings good things out of the treasure that's in your heart, the good stored up in your heart. An evil man brings evil things. For the mouth speaks what is in the heart. So this morning, we're going to close with a very classic, beautiful song. And we're going to have an opportunity to just respond in the most simplest, purest, devotional kind of way. Because I'm going to encourage you that I needed a heart check. It's Christmas. I needed a heart check at Christmas. Can you imagine that, Karen? My little heart wasn't doing great. My little heart needed a heart check. And I tell you, when you just go to him and go, here, here's my heart. And he takes it. That's all he wants. Because a little, you know, that, that, that reality that just one touch from Jesus changes everything. So true. You could feel confused. You could feel lost. You could feel like, man, what's going on around here? And then one moment, he's touching your heart. And you're like, I'm back. And you, then he says, guard over that thing. Guard it. Guard it. Guard it with all diligence. Watch over that thing, because it's, it's an important thing that was happening. The invitation I want you to do is just in a place of abiding, right where you are at. That I've been praying about this for a few weeks in this sense. Miracles happen when we open our hearts to Jesus. Believe that. Miracles happen when we open our hearts to Jesus. You could be listening to my voice thinking, man, my heart, I don't even feel my heart right now. Remember, I might not know your circumstances, but he does. And he knows where you're at. And he's a very present help in trouble. He wants to bring refreshment to you, encouragement to you. He wants to bring renewal. Renewals, when you have a renewal or an awakening, something in your heart that gets activated, something that even might be dying, and God breathes on it, and he revitalizes you. You're being revived, right? Isn't that like a, you know, the guy's heart? His heart's being revitalized. He's being revived. Holy Spirit of the living God breathes on us. And there's a surrender to us to just say, take my heart, please. And we're holding nothing back. And we're just saying, God, during this season where the reality that fear is being released and there's spirits in the heavenly places and there's 
battles going on and there's things happening in our personal lives and corporately in our church family and there's there's a whole lot of stuff going on please be have a fresh touch from this beautiful jesus who just wants to touch your heart so however you respond to him you take about i think the clip's almost four and a half minutes it's lord i give you my heart And if you don't mind, I'm going to dismiss and bless you because I'm going to go sit down there. And how many of you know you can always get a fresh touch? Now, I'll take a fresh touch from Jesus, right? But just, it's me responding. Jesus, take my heart. You know, just let's pray before we even do that. Father God, we're very aware that you're here. And you're speaking to us. And you're very involved in our lives. You know the comp, the, even the, 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 how things get so complicated at times. We want to bring it really simple. Say, Lord, we want to give you our heart, the place where life flows from. The very issues of life are in the heart. Disappointments, past, things that just block things up. We want to ask that you touch us and revitalize our hearts. So as we head into this beautiful Christmas season, we can be alive. <clears throat> and sensitive to you, and aware of you. Lord, I pray for each person. You touch them and what they need today. What they need, but they wouldn't hold back from a complete surrender of their heart for you. And you are good, and you are beautiful, and you are alive, and you're the King of kings, and you're the Lord of lords, and, you're on, and you are King Jesus. So if you don't mind, we're gonna, I'm going to bless you. Just be blessed as you go about your day-to-day, and Brian, please play this song and maybe dim the lights just a hair and and make it loud enough so people can just enjoy it and then that's going to be it.